Ship's Log, Entry 10-13 My sensors detected a distress beacon from near the edge of a black hole. An away team was dispatched to the remote area, where the strike team known as Tully's Monsters discovered an eerily abandoned research facility. Curiously, the station's visitor log showed that the installation had been previously visited by Dash Ina, a member of the paramilitary group Ardwing, and mother of crew member Max Ina. Delving deeper into the facility, the team encountered the cause of the trouble. Werewolves. It seemed that the overhead lights of the station were emitting the same UV frequencies that triggers lycanthropic transformations from moonlight resulting in an outbreak of violent shapeshifters throughout the halls. Although Tully's monsters were able to subdue some of the lichens, this was only temporary. Buford Gubbins demonstrated that the beasts reverted to docile researchers when hidden from the special frequency, but it seemed as if any light fixtures which were broken or disabled somehow repaired themselves. Panicked by the seemingly hopeless situation, Wendy McDonald used a beacon to call for backup. She replayed the situation to Cordazar, another Mind Flayer experiment who had defected from her hostile elder brain, with instructions to vent the station into space if necessary. Furthermore, Wendy assured her comrades that this Cordazar was difficult to bite, which was highly relevant with the infectious nature of werewolvery. This nearly afflicted Max Ina, who was only saved by a thin sheet of ice created by Formith at the last possible moment. Running from contagious monstrosities who could barely be harmed, the group desperately sought shelter in a large vault, where they met Mort, a researcher on the station. Mort explained that the facility was searching for a cure for lycanthropy, but had been threatened by a beholder named Yaush to furnish his war effort with werewolf soldiers. The scientists instead hired Ardwing, led by Dash Ina and her own Formith Cube, to defend the station from Yaush and his beholders. While it seemed like Ardwing had saved everyone eight months ago, this newest outbreak of transformative light seemed to be retribution for this act of resistance. As the strike team huddled in the only safe room for a light year in any direction, the werewolves began their ferocious assault on the only door in or out. So who, who's taking first turns at killing God then today? Okay, uh, listen, uh, not me, not because I would be bad at it, even though I will. It's just that I'm indecisive about the best way to do it. So I just would be waffling way too long over the idea. I'm going to nominate uh, Dan for the job. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to approach this by bullying their representative on Earth, which would be the Pope. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to, you know, like uh, send him messages, how I think his hat's pretty dumb. Um, maybe steal some of his, like, you know, uh, papal gold, uh, <laughs> pee in the holy water, that sort of thing. <laughs> and o over the course of years, 
it'll torment him, or he'll have a heart attack because he's an old man. <laughs> Why is this such an anti-Catholic podcast? It happens so often. I was raised in it, so that's why. Well, now see if you it, look if you're if you're gonna go the uh, try and defeat the Pope route, I can help because I don't know if you've heard, but I got some weird spam over the years that told me that I, among other things, was the reincarnation of the Archangel Michael and was given an artifact by the Pope. So, like, mm. I I've got my in to get into the Vatican City and like find out all the Pope's weaknesses if you need them. Well, hold on, that implies the Archangel Michael died, and I want to know what happened there. <laughs> Well, well, you know, had to had to get had to get dead so that I could be Archangel Michael. Yeah, I yeah, guess. they 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 died to allow Laura to have these powers. That's the reason why. Yeah. You know what's weird? I've never been to church. I was forced <laughs> to go to Sunday school, and my mom taught the Sunday school class. This probably did not help my my disdain for religion. <laughs> I have how many people on this show have been or went to Catholic school? Leon and Quinn are both Catholic school people too. Oh, not Catholic school, but I was like I was a big church kid growing up. Yeah, I got I went through confirmation, but I didn't. I wasn't Catholic. I was Lutheran, so I was like you know diet Catholic to some degree. Baptist. We, we could not afford the Catholic school. Oh my god, we got a <laughs> we have a Baptist, a Lutheran, a Catholic, an Episcopalian. What are we missing? We're just getting so close to having a like a royal. We're, we're missing a bar for them to walk into to start the setup for a joke. <laughs> a Methodist. So my mom was raised Catholic by her Italian father, but her mother was raised atheist by her socialist grandfather. <laughs> it's very very weird, weird religious religious and political leanings in my family. And my my adopted family is Ukrainian Orthodox, which means they have uh, Christmas in January, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. You know what that? Well, you know what else is pretty cool? D- Dungeons and Dragons. It's that thing we're here to play some of today. Um, last time we left off the adventure, the three of you were shut in a room with a changeling that looked kind of like a dragonborn. And there's a big door keeping you safe right now, but there is something thudding on the other side of it. Okay, I guess we live here now. We're going to have to start a whole new civilization. I call uh, Grand High Poobah. Maxi Max, you can be my court jester. I'll take head of security, I guess. All right. Oh, no, Minister of War. (laughs) (laughs) More your your name means death, so I guess you're the Undertaker, the coroner. Uh, My name doesn't mean death. It's spelled different. It's called nominative determinism. Jeebus, come on. Yeah, and my my nominative determines that I'm not quite the same thing. <laughs> in, the ba- in the background, like slam, slam, slam. <laughs> well, well, beauty's not in the eye of the beholder. Maybe spelling is in the ear of the hearer. Max will say... Is there at least a way where we can revert the current situation to a more... Uh, stable state and maybe then figure out a more permanent solution um well i mean you you said you were heading to um heading to go take out all the lights if you can get the lights out and kept out that that you know might might buy you some time um you said that the lights were turning back on were you breaking them or just cutting power 
I mean, some of them cutting power, some of them breaking them, it didn't seem to make a huge amount of difference, and working out what's going on there might be a start. Um, there's there's also... I don't know whereabouts on, on the station they are, but we've got a couple of crew who aren't, or at least weren't, werewolves. Um, weren't lycan lycanthropes who were... Uh, might might be somewhere out on the ship still. I'm gonna ask another really important question here. Yeah. Is it just werewolves, or you got other were creatures on this ship? Just just werewolves, to my knowledge. All right, so we're not gonna see like a were crocodile or a were hamster. No, we thought it we thought it best to like cure one thing at a time, rather than like try. try we didn't want to spread ourselves too thin trying to do too many bits of science at once. Oh, thank God. You don't want to see a werehamster cram an entire man into their cheek pouches. Horrifying. <laughs> now, this room that we're in was used to hold uh, people who had wolfed out, right? There's, like, pods. Yeah, so this room was used for testing cures for, like, anthropy and had uh, had containers, these sort of big tubes that were specifically designed for Hey, if we get you to deliberately werewolf out, you ca you you're gonna be pretty stuck in there while we see what works. Do you think if we can like uh get these uh wolves through the door one at a time, we can put them in the pods? Wendy says, gesturing to those tubes. I'm thinking like a kind of thermopylae situation. We open the door just a crack. Gub Gub can hold it. We we pull one of them through, close the door, put them in the pod. Repeat. You know. I I mean, there's. Not enough. There's not enough pods for the entire crew. Like we were never test testing them all at once. But like, yeah, you could you could get a you could get a number of them contained if you can get them inside a tube and get the door shut. Yeah, I'm thinking like the um the crimson heads from the Resident Evil remake. You know, you can put a couple of them down permanently so they're not chasing us everywhere. Mm -hmm. There's always gonna be more, but. Yeah, I'm going to say there's like five uh, containment pods in this room, and in theory, you could get up to five of these just not being a problem. Are uh, are you one of these werewolves on the ship or one of these non-werewolf station workers? Oh, if I was one of the werewolves, I'd... I mean, the lights are on in here. I'd be werewolfing out right now. Oh, okay. I thought the lights were off in this room. All right. No, no, the, no, the lights are on. I was... I was trying to get work done to work on a cure still, and that's easier to do when I can see. That's a weird mistake to make in a non-audio medium, Gub-Gub. Here, here we are in the flesh. It's a weird thing to say. <laughs> I see everything in monochromatic. I'm, I'm deeply colorblind. <laughs> I, I have my night vision on at all times. Uh, 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 Buford also sees uh, mono, mono planar. It's just like one axis only. There's only X, no Y, no Z, just... <laughs> um, so, uh, last episode, I we ended, I believe, with uh, Buford asking, hey, is there a chance that after you guys got attacked by beholders, maybe someone thought, well, could be a cool idea to have a bunch of people that can turn into werewolves and be, defend yeah. themselves like that. Um, Buford will follow up that question again and go, do you know anyone on the ship that might have potentially been sympathetic to that idea? No, no I, I really don't. I, we, we, we are all... You, 
you don't commit to living like 10 months out of the year on a space station at a time working on a thing while having the vibe of like actually I don't really care about this work uh, so Beaufort would like to insight this because the, his belief isn't that they don't actually believe it it's that someone after going through a trauma might have maybe changed their opinion okay yeah go, go ahead and roll an insight uh, that is a 19. Okay, you you get the, the impression that, like, Mort very genuinely believes this, that, like, okay. d- d- genuinely believes that no one on, on this crew would have turned on them. Like, th- th- there is no one who has raised any signs that Mort would look at and go, okay, if someone did it, it's them. They're, they're completely nonplussed as to anyone who would have done this. So Max crosses their arms and things for a moment. It's like, okay, so we could try to turn out all the lights. There's the possibility of the other crew members being able to be secured. And then you have backup coming in, don't you, Wendy? Yeah, my buddy Cortazar's on the way. You know how like I'm a stealth specialist and Rommel's like a shooting specialist? Rommel's a defense specialist. He has impenetrable armor and about a bunch of... Uh, gadgets and gizmos so i think i mean he can't take all the werewolves by himself obviously but i think if he shows up and attacks them from the other side it'll be very helpful yeah you've put out a a distress call you'll sort of like mess it a message out and at some point that is going to get that is going to get responded to but space is pretty big yeah uh i i think buford would agree all right let's wrangle a couple of dogs put them in their cages okay well, there is something bashing against that big sort of vault-esque door currently. Do you have a plan of what you want to do to get the, the thing hitting the door to not to be in a nice tube? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, uh, you know, Gubbins rolls to, like, open the, the door a crack. It tries to get in. We, you know, shoot and stab it into unconsciousness, drag it into a pod. I feel like this. Sh- I feel like this should be strength because you are trying to open this like just a little bit, like a little controlled open, and not. I swing the door open, and and anything and everything out there is just in now. <laughs> All right, I'll I'll cast guidance on myself before doing this, uh, and here we go. Oh, that's a seven. Let's see what I get with guidance. Uh, that puts it at eleven. Okay, and an eleven. It, it, you haven't opened it a crack, but you ha- the door hasn't swung open completely off its hinges. Um, you you do have, I'm going to say, about two-thirds of a werewolf sticking through that door trying to get in. It is not looking happy. <laughs> All right, I try to ice pick it in the brain. I'm going to attack recklessly, which is my want. Um, 18. 18 will hit. Give me, give me, give me that damage. All right. We love to see such beautiful damage. 22. 22 damage. You you have... Uh, d- d- give me the flavor on this. Yeah, so just uh, this big snout comes <laughs> through the crack in the door. It starts pushing way harder than uh, Beaufort was expecting, and the door is, like, creaking in as uh, the werewolf is winning this tug-of-war contest. And then Wendy just drops, like, out of the sky from the werewolf's perspective and just puts... The uh, I mean, turns the engine on on the ice pick, right? And just like a uh, like a 
meteor just slams the blade through the brain pan, which would probably kill it if it wasn't a healing ass, rude ass werewolf. Yeah, yeah, that is. I mean, you've you've hit it pretty pretty hard. It's st- it's still angry and it's still coming through that door. If anyone else wants to chip in with anything, uh, I assume I'm probably busy holding the door to not, I guess, punch it in the head at the moment. I would say then let Max shoot first. If that takes it, uh, knocks it out, then uh, you don't have to worry about that. But if it doesn't work, then you can let the door open and try to clothesline it. I would say. All right. All right. <laughs> So after Wendy uh, applies a pick to brain, um, is it okay for me to do both attacks for my attack action here, uh, Laura? Yep, yep, go ahead. We're, we're playing in the space a little. All right. Uh, wow, that first shot's a botch. Uh, so who gets shot in this case here? <laughs> Probably I, Buford. I was going to say, Buford makes sense. <laughs> okay. Uh, Buford takes 15 piercing damage. Second shot's a uh, 21. Um yeah, 21's going to hit. For 11 piercing damage. So Max does more damage to Buford than to the werewolf. There you go. <laughs> you said 15? 15 uh, piercing okay. damage, yes. Yeah, I think Buford shoots you a fucking death glare as you nail him right in the meat. <laughs> You're bo- Listen, you're borderline blocking the doorway. All right, I'm going to drop the door and start punching it in the head. Okay, come on, geek. Let's, let's get a big punch in on it. 17 and 14. Uh, uh, both of those are gonna hit. D- do some damage. Uh, 15 and 21. Okay. Uh, this thing is unconscious. Give me the flavor. Alright. Uh, I think I, <laughs> Buford tries to open the door. Uh, it, like, forces half of its body in. Wendy comes down, jamming an ice pick into its head. Uh, Max unloads two shots, blasting Buford in his one non-meat arm. <laughs> Buford's staring daggers and just goes, fuck it. Uh, lets the door wide op- uh, uh, open up so it like stumbles through and just punches it twice hard in the back of the head. Probably driving that that um, uh, ice pick a little bit further into the brainstem until it starts twitching on the ground unconscious. Oh, that's a sick combo move. As I fly out of the way and you just punch the pick and it just goes <laughs> like completely out the other side. Oh, I love it. It's wonderful. Um, you now have an unconscious werewolf on the floor. Yeah. Gub Gub, close the door. Maxi Max, put him in the pod. Let's see if this is anything. Okay, okay. Okay, um... You you give you give it a minute for this werewolf to do what they've been doing on this ship, which is start sort of putting itself back together and uh still absolutely furious, uh starts bashing against the uh the, the sides of the pod, but true to true to was was promised, this thing doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. Alright, so when we put it in the pod, does it uh stay wolf and just is just um not a threat, or is it revert to non-wolf form? Uh it is still in wolf form. These 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 tubes were designed for, you know, pump pumping that light in. That is what they were there for. I mean, you could go find the lights and turn them turn them off and turn all the lights off in this room and they would they would revert back, but mm. at the very least they're not a threat and they cannot get out from the inside. Mm-hmm. All right, Mort, is it okay if we leave you here with this? Are you gonna are you gonna pee your little pants? No, no. This is this is far from the first time I've been in this room with y- usually multiple people who are uh, against their will transformed. 
Um, I will get... I will I will continue working on trying to find cures despite the light. Uh, that is that is what we're here to do. Um, I'm so glad you're not a suck scientist. I had you all wrong. If I I look at this point, I might have to become a suck scientist. This has been a very tiring day. Uh, <laughs> if if you if you happen to find um. If you happen to find um, a, a dwarf or an elf uh, anywhere on this uh, on this station, if you can help them get back here, um, I know we've spent many, many, many years trying to cure lycanthropy, but now it suddenly feels a lot more sudden, and um, I could do with the help. Uh, a non non werewolf elf, because I did beat a werewolf elf unconscious earlier. Hmm, that might not be ideal. That's the one that's the one that broke out of a closet after we turned uh turned off all the lights. Okay, scrap that. Uh forget what I said. If you find a dwarf that isn't a lycanthrope, I could really do with the help. Are now just for reference, do you know if dwarf lycanthropes are maybe shorter <laughs> than expected, just for identification purposes? Uh I mean yeah. Uh, Maybe shaggier, what with the beard? Who have we got on the manifest right now? Uh, Yeah, no, okay, yeah. If you see a really short werewolf, uh, we're kind of screwed. I'm really hoping you don't see a short werewolf. Yeah, there are more. The more werewolves outside the door, I say we fill up the pods just to thin out the people who are chasing us. But if we open the door and there's no one there, let's go. There doesn't seem to be anyone else there right now. All right, I'm I'm going. I'm gonna roll stealth with advantage because my cloak of elven kind. I think, to uh, sneak ahead. This is my best stat. This is my thing. This is my expertise. I'll, I'll cast guidance on you before you go. 25. Hell yeah. Um, Give me the flavor on how you are being basically fucking invisible. Are, are, you, just, are you just under the cloak? <laughs> yeah, I flip up the collar on this cloak that uh Gubbins made me. It apparently it shows a you know alternate timeline of where I am. So as I'm walking, you know, through the hallway, uh this is this is a timeline where everything is completely quiet and normal <laughs> and it's like, you know, there's just a, a very in, in innocuous spot where I would be and this is instead a complete maybe it's even like dark. Like maybe they, they were this is like during a power outage or something in that timeline. So I'm just like a moving spot of nothing. <laughs> This might not fool, you know, anyone that was, like, thinking straight, but also these these werewolves are prob- probably not in the frame of mind to think too much about there's a patch of nothing. Well, I, I, I want something. I want to fight something, not nothing. Yeah, and we are going to the uh, main breaker that uh, Beaufort knows where it is because of your map stuff last episode, and if we find any survivors along the way, I guess we will escort them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, quick question for you, Laura. Um, is there a chance or a time frame for us to benefit from a short rest in this time? If not, that's fine. But just had to throw the question out. Has the warlock in the party? <laughs> I think if you want to do so, that is fine. But I will put on the table that there is potentially one person in this crew still who is not lycanthrope who is out there. So that that is on that is on the table. But if you want to take a long rest as a party before you head off, uh, a short rest as a party before you head off, 
that is an option. No, then. Uh, I'm fine with just not taking the short rest and just kind of moving on. I just had to ask the general question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, this is... Do you, you, this is a bit of an endurance test. You have got right. a lot of things coming your way uh, that's, today. That's completely fair. All right. Uh, so yeah, uh, is is any of the rest of the party attempting to stealth alongside Wendy, or is Wendy sort of going ahead uh, solo to, you know, take advantage of being unseen? B- Buford's fine with just being bait at this point. He's the <laughs> least likely person to get hit. Okay, okay, I like this. So. You were pretty far along your uh, your sort of sprinting head first for the uh, the breaker box to try and turn out all the lights uh, last episode before you took your little detour, and you are able to get there pretty pretty unscathed. You you find where you are going. It is where it is on the schematics, uh, and you are faced with a big industrial sized breaker box with a huge number of uh, various switches on it. Well, now I'm worried that this isn't going to do anything because it was so easy. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so there, there's been a concern that the lights have been getting turned back on. Uh, what Beaufort wants to do is get the lights off and then break the circuit. So without like it, extended repairs being done to it, it's not getting turned back on. Yeah, I think we should maybe set up a, some kind of ambush here to see if someone's coming to fix it, if it's fixing itself, or something like that. Yeah. Um, are you going for the entire breaker box, or are you trying to be targeted and just get the lights? Just the lights. Okay, can I get... Uh, what's a, what do I want from you for this? I... I... 28. <laughs> Holy fucking Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you, look, you've spent enough of your life, like, looking at tech. You can go, okay, cool, blue is lighting circuits, red is the, uh, the, 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 the wall sockets, uh, green is, green is the doors. Uh, you, you can, you can identify the lighting ones, and if you want to try and turn them all off and just destroy that section of the, uh, of the circuit board, you, you are able to do so. Yeah, I, I think I think Buford turns to Wendy and Max and goes, "Avert your eyes. I'm about to engage in the dark arts of electrical engineering." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are like mostly a machine at this point. Wendy uh, catches a glimpse of you doing this out of the corner of your eyes, and she, <laughs> out of her eyes, she's just like, "Oh, this is this is just like his entire thing, huh?" Oh, is this box your cousin? Is that why you know so much? <laughs> I don't know how. Oh, anything works. <laughs> yeah. So you you are able to be like very precise with this, and within a few seconds, all the lights are out, and then a series of sparks erupt as you uh, break through portions of this uh, breaker box. Now, remind me, who in the party has dark vision? I do, <laughs> and no one else. Yep, correct. Okay. Um, in the dark with zero ability to see now. Uh, you you said you wanted as a group to prepare some kind of trap or snare or some sort of ambush. So, so he, here's here's what I'd I'd like to do. Uh, first off, um, I can use magical tinkering uh, to make something shed light in a five foot radius, uh, br- shed bright light in a five foot radius and dim light for an additional ten feet, uh, additional five feet. Uh, Buford is going to tap the breaker box and like tap one of the like the the like light diodes on it and make just that light up. 
So whatever approaches it, we're going to be able to see. Okay, interesting. Uh, do you have anything else that you want to do in preparation? Yeah, I mean, I'll fly up and like cling to the ceiling in the darkness because that's my advantage. But I actually like not being able to see because so often everyone has dark vision or darkness gets negated in D&D and there's never any consequences. I like being kind of at a disadvantage here. Mm-hmm. Indeed, this is this is meant to be a trade-off presented. <laughs> yeah, Max will just you know try to crouch down and the darkness and you know near whatever whatever waist-high barrier there just happens to be inexplicably in the lead-up to the uh, breaker box and just kind of keep an eye on the light um, and keep their ears up to in anticipation of someone or something showing up. I guess Buford's just attempting to look as mo- as much like a vending machine uh, with his giant square robot body <laughs> as he can. Oh man! Ah, oh. I, I, oh, geez. I, I, it's like I just want to go to the intestines vending machine here and just like rip them out of it. Just <laughs> okay. Um. So initially, nothing happens straight away, and as a group, you all sort of quietly quietly wait, listening, uh, distant sounds of clattering and uh, scraping start to slow and lessen. Uh, Give me a perception roll, but I want disadvantage for the people who don't have dark vision. Okay. Uh, I got a four. I got a five. Seventeen. Okay, Wendy, you are the first person to notice this. Uh, you're, you're sort of up near the ceiling, correct? Correct. Yeah, okay, I think the way that this works is you notice this before anyone else because it sounds like above you, up in the ceiling panels, there is something rustling. And a ceiling panel, like one of the tiles in the ceiling, just sort of move slowly out the way and let me reveal what has come through the ceiling. How dare you rustle in my vicinity. Does anyone want to describe what has come through the ceiling? This Jamarcus Russell ass motherfucker. (laughs) It's Jamarcus Russell. (laughs) Uh, This is a beholder kin, which is a big eye with a bunch of little stalks, but it's not a full beholder because it only has four for stubby stalks ending in eyes yeah. instead of a huge amount of longer ones. I think that's an observer? No, spectator, I think is that's what it, it is. Yes. Uh, it's a gazer. A gazer? Ah, oh. look, look, they oh, all got oh, similar oh, names. <laughs> look, it's it's one of the, it's a thing that looks at you that isn't a beholder. It's a little it's a little small little baby. Mm, mm, yes, and as everyone knows, no other creature in D&D can look at you. <laughs> Just <Yeah>. beholders. <laughs> All right, so this gazer is coming out of the ceiling, and is it going towards the panel to like fix it? Because yes, if it... It, it it hasn't noticed you, and it is going down towards the panel as if to start repairing it. All right, uh, that means it's time for some impromptu LASIK surgery. Uh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Wendy says. In the name of the black hole, I will suck you in transforms <laughs> using wild magic. Sailor. Cool. Yep. Sailor. Sailor. We're going to do one of them rolls, don't we? Sailor hole. Sailor. 48. Hole. Uh, all right. Give, give me a second to juggle. 
things I gotta juggle? 48, did you say? I, 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 I did. can't believe Wendy's gonna suck the soul straight out of him. Okay, yeah. what, hap what happens for 48? I, <laughs> this is as much a mystery for me as it is for you every time I open this book. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh. I'm gonna need you to roll 2d8. Uh, well, two, sorry, a d8 twice. Okay. Needs two separate numbers. Six and two. Oh no, did you roll on the perils of the warp? <laughs> I, I get that reference. You suddenly don't feel so great. Mm-hmm. You've, you've, you've got, you've, you've got a, you've got the chills starting to develop. You, you really don't feel well. Like, you feel like you need to layer on, like, a dozen blankets. You also feel like you've got this rash starting to develop very quickly across you. Um, oh no. You are feeling very unwell. All right, well, this guy's going to feel even more unwell because I take my toxic, grody-ass body and drop it off the ceiling onto this uh, gazer with my... actually engage the engine of my ice pick, and I'm going to attack recklessly. It's a 21. You're going to give him pink eye. Uh, 21 <laughs> is going to hit. All right, here we go. That it is, Mamma Mia, fourteen damage. Very bad. If we're in, uh, if this is proper combat, do I get my extra attack, or do we want to roll initiative? Uh, you don't need to roll initiative. Fourteen. This thing, uh, this thing does not stand up terribly well to being hit. It is caught very off guard, and it screeches and uh, starts to seem a little less physical than it did prior. <laughs> Whoa, it seems less physical? I, I, I stabbed it so hard it turned into a ghost? I, that's almost the vibe you're getting. You hit this thing real hard and it's just... It's it's less than it was. Um, So yeah, you, you, you stab this thing real good. And you hear more rustling coming up from up in the ceiling. Oh, it's the big money rustlers. I knew that this, this this place is infested with juggalos. Yeah. Um. Let me start throwing out some. Uh, <sighs> quite a few of these things start coming out the ceiling. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to play basketball. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, and ag again, they do not seem to be paying you much mind at all as they come through. They seem pretty, pretty laser focused on. Get those lights going again. I, I was like, I've played Gauntlet before. I know what we need to do. We need to find the spawn point and bro blow it up. That's what we gotta do. <laughs> Hold on, I want an XP farm. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should uh, roll Arcana maybe to understand why it became less physical when I stabbed it. I assume this is a thing gazers can do, but I'm not cheating by looking in the monster manual. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. If you want to give, if you want to give an Arcana roll. Absolutely. 17. 25. 23. Yeah. Okay. As as a group, um you you all you all get the the, the gist of what's going on here, which is that uh gazers are basically like fever dreams. They are I had like a weird fucked up nightmare and like a little bit of it got out. Uh that's that's how these work with with uh, uh beholders and very specifically they're like I I had a bit of a weird delirious dream. Like I had too many hot dogs before dinner, and like I, I oh I popped out some gazers. Mm -hmm. These things are basically just they are just dreams, and they are not super. They're not 
Beholders can replicate through dreams, but these gazers are not nearly as well thought through a dream <laughs> as when a beholder creates a new beholder. Uh, mm. They are not leaving a body behind when when they they run out of health. They are just, as dreams do, starting to uh, drift drift off into the I kind of remember what that was state. <laughs> Does that mean you can't knock one unconscious? Um, I'm. Mm, let me look at those rolls. Yeah, if you get one of these down to down to no health points, they are going to dissipate. You are going to struggle to have a body of one. Perfect. No pulling punches. <laughs> you knock him incorporeal. <laughs> you don't knock him unconscious. Um, also, I like to think that these are what beholders make when they just hit the snooze button, so they don't completely fall asleep again, but they just almost do. Exactly. It's look. <laughs> it's 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 when someone when a beholder goes on like a I'm going to eat all of the ice cream from all of the ice cream machines in the ship binge, uh, and then has some weird dreams like this. That's how you get here. That's oddly specific. I have no way of relating to that at all. <laughs> it's like you. It's like you dreamed up a less cool version of yourself. That I can relate to my though. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, yeah. So beholders will, will never work together, or very rarely. But the, why there's five of them is because there's a there's actual proper beholder somewhere dreaming these fools up. So that's how that's how they get little minions. <clears throat> yeah, these these things are like where beholders won't work with each other. Um, gazers will, you know, work in tandem if that is what the person who has dreamed them up. Uh, sort of ha- wishes of them. Oh, I feel bad for them. They have little stubby little tentacles. They have like weird little faces. They're just like they they, they have such poor self esteem. I bet. As as you observe this, more and more of them are just pouring out. Like these things are. Uh... It seems like there's a lot of them in here. Yeah. Hmm. So this is the question, do we just try to beat them all up, or do we try to find the source? I think there's uh, good arguments for both, because it could be more than we could handle. We could be wasting our time. The creator could just be gone already, and that is also a different waste of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Th- that's that's true. If, there, if there's like a ton of them pouring out all at once, and it seems like it's reacted to um, uh, like one of them getting killed, or maybe just timing at that point, we could... Uh, try and like uh, Max and I could try and just start obliterating these guys while Wendy tries to track through the vents where they're actually coming from oh that's good yeah follow the stream of mm-hmm. gazers that sounds about right mm-hmm. I mean and like I you know Max could possibly crawl up there but Wendy's just better suited for that job so that's the better play for sure <laughs> yeah Buford's ass is not fit in the vents <laughs> Listen, 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 listen. This also gives me more chances to botch and be the only thing that actually hits Buford's AC. So this is perfect. Um, yeah, the, the, so get the PVC kickball sound effect ready as Max and I start start kicking these boulders all across the hallway. Notably, uh, Wendy does not seem scared of them the way she was the lycanthropes. As I made a point of, like, she was getting really rattled by something about them specifically, where she sees these little fools, and it's just like, Lamau, time to remove some corneas. Right. Uh, We'll start by getting a roll from you, Wendy, to to try and follow the trail of where these things are coming from. Uh, What have we we rolled so far today? Um... I feel like following a trail is survival. 
That's that's what I was leaning towards. I feel, I feel yeah. Let's go survival. Give me a survival roll. Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. Fourteen is 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 above average. Um, you fly up through that uh, removed ceiling tile, and as you sort of fly past these things, you can't see terribly well. But you, what you can see is occasional little flashes of light as these gazers are trying to repair little bits of the ship as they as they go they're sort of using their uh, their little light beams to um repair bits of fixtures uh trying to repair bits of wiring they do not seem at all interested in your presence um the further you get into uh you know, following them along, you're seeing them sort of branch off into different directions. It seems like they're just sort of swarming through a lot of the ceiling. Like, there is crisscrossing routes of them going this way, that way, every way. It becomes difficult to follow a single source of them. There are multiple paths of them coming and going in multiple directions. Uh, it seems like there is a lot more of these things than you necessarily knew. Um, Alright, I am going to use my ability Magic Awareness. You can open your awareness to the presence of concentrated magic until the end of your next turn. You know the location of any spell or magic item within 60 feet of you when you blah blah blah. So yeah, I'm going to try to see if the you know the creator beholder maybe is doing some stronger magic that I can key in on. These be- fucking beholder can are giving a side eye and it's really starting to get to me. <laughs> These fucking Russell Wilsons rustling in my ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> this is just for me and you. <laughs> I'm going to quickly Google who Russell Wilson is. Thank you. <laughs> no, we're not, we're not talking about Russell Westbrook ah, here. Guy. Yeah. Of course. The Denver Broncos man. The greatest dual threat quarterbacks of all time. <laughs> Spouse's name is Sierra, with no last name, apparently. I think what you can get is that there is definitely a direction that is stronger than other directions. It is pretty near the top of the space station, and if you start working your way up towards the the top, you will probably find where this lot is coming from. Alright, I have three three uses of this. This is equal to my proficiency bonus. So if we want to cut back to the other team, say that I'm like working my way through the vents, reusing it as necessary to narrow it down. Yeah. So uh these these uh gazers are not super interested in actually fighting the pair of you, but if you want to roll initiative, uh I'm gonna do something fun when their turn comes around. Uh okay. How how many of them are in a straight line right now? Uh, if you want to line yourself up, you can make it so a good, I'm going to say like five of them are in a straight line. They're all huddled around trying to fix one specific set of broken fuses. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I'm going to, let's see here. I could, I could use Kasha's Caustic Brew to just acid them. Just acid them real good. <laughs> If you want to go, go go right ahead. Give me give me give me them rolls. 
Um, let's say my dexterity saving throw will be covered in acid for spells duration. Uh, use the action to scrape it off. Doesn't do a lot of damage. Uh, you, you know what? I think the safest answer is I'm just going to start uh, dribbling these assholes like basketballs. And I'm going to swing at the, the closest one to me. Yeah. 25. 25 is definitely going to hit. <laughs> 22 damage. Yeah, you turn this thing into a fine paste if you want to. Like you, you, you can you can smack this thing into unreality. I I think it's just the sound of someone getting hit with a dodgeball as it flies <laughs> off screen. Yep, yep. It's the home run bat sound from Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then the second fifteen. Uh, fifteen is gonna hit. Twenty-one damage. Uh, yep. Are you are you? Is this the same? Oh, no, it's like uh, it's like the Kako demon in Doom, where you like pop out the eye with that sort of like popping sound effect. <laughs> he just grabs it with uh, by the tentacles in one hand and sticks his robot hand in the eye and just pulls him right out. Wonderful. Um, on the beholder's turn, uh, each beholder that is still uh, up and about is uh, going to get one of the lights in one of the rooms on the ship back up and running. Uh, it's a big ship. There's a lot of rooms, but uh, we've got, I believe, nine left. One, two, nine. Uh, nine rooms on the ship have light again. Mm. Uh, Max's turn. Okay, so all nine of these are kind of in close proximity, right, to the whole thing. They have. They're all trying their best to huddle around these uh, the, the 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 fuses. Close for Buford is like ten feet away still because he does have reach. So there is a spell called Synaptic Static, um, which which I've renamed flavored as Evan's Prickly Assault. Um, <clears throat> it is, uh, it has a range of 120 feet, it, and it, it erupts into a 20 foot radius sphere centered on a point. Um, and every creature within range of that point um, has to make an intelligence saving throw. Um. Uh, man, their teeth don't even line up. Two of them survived. Uh, you have you have pulled through these pretty pretty effectively. Uh, let me roll the damage now for this. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is eight d six damage of psychic damage. Um, the that's thirty two psychic damage and sixteen to those that successfully saved as like an erupt like basically I just should sort of describe it as sort of like a almost like a flump type uh ethereal thing like shoots out over to the spot and then like uh, the tentacles branch out and kind of like shock everyone psychically around it um uh as that deploys out wonderful uh i thought i was a little too preemptive in having started deleted deleting those uh beholders off of the sheet and then i was like oh no i see the damn yeah no 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 that, that was, <laughs> i was uh <laughs> sorry not the beholder i thought i was a little uh preemptive in deleting the gazes off of our uh, roll 20 but i see that that was uh yeah that damage is good yeah and that uh max's turret is just uh doing that and then um I guess their bonus action will be to use one of their angelic flight uh, movements to fly up into their grill to see if that draws attention from them. Okay. Yeah, no, they they are not paying you any attention. A little bit of shrug there. All right. Uh, but that's Max's uh, turn. 
Yes. Now, I'm... We're going to take a pause from this combat, because I've got two things. Mm, uh, no, let's... We're going to take a pause from combat for a moment, because I'm going to need everyone who is currently on this ship to give me a roll. Hell yeah. I'm going to need a strength saving throw. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. My longest yeah boy ever. Seven. <laughs> uh, I'm going to use uh, Flash of Genius on mine to turn mine into a, uh, what is that, a 12, I think? I rolled a 20. Okay, okay. Um, a 12, a 7, and a 20. The 20 is the only success. Um, Fuck. I'm gonna read a sentence. I need to find specifically what it was that uh, that Wendy said uh, toward the end of last episode. Um, <laughs> Cortazar, it's okay if you vent us out into space. We'll be okay for a few minutes. It's survivable. Come save us. This might be mildly paraphrasing, but this is about what you said to your uh, your uh, acquaintance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Suddenly, uh, there is a there is a there's a big suck. The big suck has arrived. Big su- the big suck is happening. The big oh, suck man, that, is occurring. That dwarf is definitely dead. <laughs> okay. Um. So, Max, you are the only person who has either noticed this soon enough to grab onto something, or has managed to keep a hold of something. Um. What do you? What do you? What have you grabbed onto? Hmm. So I was like, I grab onto Buford. No, that's not what I do. <laughs> Uh, yeah, then we both fly out in space. Uh, no, no, no. Like, uh, there's the there's the conveniently placed like uh, hand grab, uh, like hand um, handhold that uh, it's the grounding bar that's right next to the panel that you obviously hold on to. So that if you get electrocuted, it just goes straight to ground and doesn't kill you somehow. No, but uh, Max is grabbing onto something near the uh, the breaker box, basically. Um, since yeah. Since they actually just they flew right next to it. Luckily, it, it's a it's a pretty big breaker box. Maybe there's like some ladder rungs that are used for like people climbing up to to work on the on on the breakers. There's a giant uh, like mad scientist knife switch. <laughs> He's just grabbing on. They're just grabbing on <laughs> the handle oh. for that. Uh, but the other two of you, um, you're you're not quite pulled out into space, but you are definitely sucked through the ship at quite alarming speed. You are hitting some walls along the way. Yeah. You are gonna take a bit of damage here. It's just the Gmod gravity gun sound effect. Uh, 16 damage. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> as you are suctioned through a ship quite explosively um, before this eventually does start to settle down and uh, you, you drop to the floor. Can I say something exciting? Is that I now have I now have sixty nine hit points. Nice. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, Wendy, <laughs> you are you know you you are further away from where you were trying to get to, but like you know that's you you were traveling by yourself and you're still traveling by yourself. Buford, you you are you are separated out from uh, from the party uh, or from Max, I guess. Everyone's separated out now. Um. You are in a reasonably well lit hallway. All right, is it like Buford hit like th- three different doorways on the way out through here? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Before finally, so finally, like skidding to a stop, yeah. scraping a bunch of paint off of his arm. 
Exactly. And you've 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 unhelpfully come to a stop just just in the middle of one of those places that the lights got turned back on. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh Okay. <laughs> Uh, Buford will stand up a little, little like uh, unsteadily for a moment as he writes himself. Um, does he have any idea like where he came through, or like how to get back to where he he was? Um, or is there anything like an immediate threat to him currently? Uh, I'm going to need a roll of. I'm going to need a perception from you. All right. That's a fifteen. Okay. For a 15, you are able to get your bearings. You, you know, look through some windows near you and you can go, okay, cool, I I, I know where I am probably on the schematic and can get myself back to, mm-hmm. to where Max is. But you also perceive some scraping and some scratching sounds. All right. Um, uh, okay, let's, let's see here. Uh, I think... Buford is gonna start heading back to the um, uh, what is it the uh the main uh, area with Max, but and he's he knows this is gonna draw attention uh, but he's gonna do it anyway. He's gonna start just breaking shit on the way here, anything that looks important, because he wants to draw the gazers there, uh, both to keep them off the the breaker box. And as a potential distraction to any werewolves. Oh no, this is perfect. This is perfect. Um, uh, I, what is a good role to determine how much stuff you get to break? Uh, how about athletics? Yeah, I can go athletics. How quickly are you sprinting around, like, just jump and hit a light out of its fixture? <laughs> Buford just found the uh, the physics model, the physics engine in this game. And it's just been twenty one. <laughs> oh, twenty one is wonderful. You you are you are wrecking shit. Now with the knowledge of you are you are sending those gazers off in all sorts. <laughs> I, I think Buford like put like pulls down his his trucker cap uh, low onto his brow, like sets his arm in front of him and just starts running like with it dug into the wall, uh, pulling out handfuls of wiring and paneling as he's going. You do unfortunately, on your way, come face to face with someone who is, uh, and there's a, there's another werewolf. Another werewolf has leapt out at you. Um, it it's you've torn a lot of these lights out. It does not seem like it is at its peak threat to you, but it's still got big teeth and claws, and it's still pretty angry. Oh, that doesn't bother Buford at all. He's gonna just tackle it and try to knock him <laughs> unconscious. Yeah, it, give 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 me give me that roll. Let's see how you do. All right, twenty twenty seven. Twenty seven hits. Uh, Eleven damage. Uh, do I get a full uh, full round of attacks on it? Yeah, you get a full round. T- twenty nine. Yeah, that's gonna hit as well. And twenty one for a total of thirty two. Okay, this thing is not unconscious, but it is gonna fight back. Um, let's get D- ten. Ten's not gonna hit, is it? It is not. It is not. Again, these things have not realized that your metal arm is not super good for trying to latch latch teeth into. Mm-hmm. Um, you are able to shake this thing off pretty pretty nicely. If you want to try and attack it again, you A- it's, it's absolutely. not looking too great. <laughs> Uh, 16. 
16. Uh, 16 is gonna hit. 22 damage. Perfect. You have an unconscious werewolf in front of you. I, I think the flavor on this is that, like, this werewolf runs out into a hall as Buford's just, like, uh, freight training through it, and it tries to leap out at him, and Buford just grabs it by the throat and starts slamming it into the ground until it stops moving. I mean, you have successfully done that. It has stopped moving. <laughs> and then he keeps running. <laughs> He's just gonna keep running. Cool. <laughs> Buford has a bunch of wolves on the on his paint job, like a, a fighter jet <laughs> with the confirmed kills. <laughs> Oh, wonderful! Actually, um, yeah, I think uh, I think Buford <laughs> is gonna start making like a tally mark on his arm, uh, his robot arm. He just gouges one little uh, uh, notch into it. Yeah, you still are the only person to knock out a werewolf so far. <laughs> you've you, you've just timed well for the uh, for the finishing blows. Uh, and, and you know what? After he like knocks uh, knocks his thing out, it's probably shaking a couple teeth loose. He's gonna scoop up a handful and stuff them into his pocket. Oh my god. I, I'm now trying to do the maths on whether a werewolf tooth that's been knocked out of a werewolf's mouth turns back into like a regular, I don't know, like gnome tooth later. Wait, wait, or does it grow into another werewolf from the tooth, right? It's like that. <laughs> that's a completely different horror thing. <laughs> well, that's what the were starfish does. So Wendy was in the vents when the Great Suck happened, but this is all according to plan. In fact, I got advantage on trying to not get uh, sucked and didn't take it because I want to be sucked. I want <laughs> the explosive decompression to pull me to the wherever Cortazar is. Um, oh, so I'm getting, like, wonderful. I love this. <laughs> I'm getting like slammed around in the vents as it sucks towards the explosive decompression, which I assume the space station tries to cut off because... Yes, Yes, it it does. You, you you don't know whether like the ship did it or 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 you know Cortazar did it, but something did shut that off fairly quickly. Yeah, so yeah, because Buford stopped getting sucked, so I assume there's a window. And in fact, I want to try to roll athletics to fly towards the the decompression and get out before it is sealed, because I want to jump to Cortazar's ship. Cortazar is the the baller here. I need uh, night vision goggles. I need weapons. I'm. We're gonna go for the. We're gonna go for the beholder. Um. So what you are sucked toward, if you just let yourself go with the go with the suck, uh, is the main entrance lobby where you first entered the space station. Um, and what you are greeted by is, uh. The doors have been sort of mechanically wedged open, uh, just enough to get like the nose of a ship holding the door open and uh, sucking as many of these gazers out as possible. Uh, and as you are pulled out through the uh, through the gap in the doors, a thrycreen hand uh, reaches out and sort of grabs you and pulls you into a small ship. Uh, let me reveal. Cortazar has shown up. <laughs> All right. Hey, I rolled a 19 to try to get there as quickly as possible to gear up. So this is my buddy. Thrycreen are, you know, insectoid uh, creatures in D&D. They usually have like a, a mantis or cricket appearance. But this person also has been exper experimentally fused with a illithid tadpole. And so they probably have a, a really cool uh, face situation like I do. Yeah. With the 
tentacles and so forth? I mean, I did my best to draw some purple squiggly lines onto the face of a uh, picture of a throw cream. I was like, yeah, that, that's, that's sort of the deal, right? <laughs> is it maybe kind of like an Uchalon? I do know what that is from the book, but I yeah I'm th- I'm thinking because uh, they're trying to it's mandible situation right like Thrykreen have little little clicky mandibles, but imagine like the whole face opens up now and it's like uh, a really uh, body horror like uh, situation. Maybe it's also like uh, the Titanic squid. Uh, instead of having just like suckers, it has hooks on its tentacles. Yeah, and like instead of just the four normal insect arms, they're probably like almost like rubbery sickles or something, kind of combining the you know the tentacles of a of a squid with like the arms of a praying mantis. Like I'm expecting this person to look as cool as Rommel does carrying an anti aircraft gun, <laughs> because if yeah. I have made this horrible villain for myself. <laughs> yeah, I I think that um. I think that Cortazar like greets you and starts like grabbing weapons and is just like four different swords of different styles in four different arms, just like, hey, 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 Wendy, uh, what are we killing? Coco, what's up? We got wolves, we got gazers, we got little eyeballs, we got big wolves. All right, we're trying to get to the, we're trying to get to the big eye to shut off the gazers, cut off the lights to make the wolves weaker. It's a whole thing. There might be survivors. I'm just giving like a military rundown. You know when you you meet someone from your childhood twenty years later and you're just like right back in the same yeah. <laughs> the C- patterns. Cortazar's like taking down notes with one hand, like on the back of a sword, just like yep, yep. <laughs> That's <laughs> my note cool. sword. <laughs> yeah, cool. Uh, okay, okay. There's oh, is that what those things that flew out the door were? The eyeballs? Is that the th- oh? They do not like being in space. They pop real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck those guys. Good, yeah. good thing. That- <laughs> uh, I say, did you see another ship? We came here on the Tully. Is that out there? Oh, oh, the other ship. Yeah, no. Um, I threatened to blow the other ship up if it didn't move, and then the person on the ship started crying and saying they couldn't, go- wouldn't be allowed to go home if they left. And then I said, well, you won't get to go home if I blow you up. And then they cried a bit and and. Like I'll I'll, I'll I'll circle the shit, I'll circle and come back. It it was a whole thing. All right. Uh, okay. So if Cammy's circling, that means she's safe. Um, I'm, yeah, Cammy <laughs> is circling. Yeah. I'm f- flipping on the radio in Cortazar's ship and just being like, Cammy, it's Wendy. You don't have to answer. <laughs> just I'm just letting you know we're, uh, we're taking care of business. Keep circling. You're good. We'll let you come home. Stop crying. Stop crying. <laughs> it's been nice knowing you. I'm sorry. I am sorry. Cammy's crying more as a bunch of gazers just impact onto her windshield. <laughs> yep. I'm picturing Cortazar's ship as being itself heavily armored in the same way that like my whole thing is stealth and his whole thing is defense. Yeah. It's like almost like a thick beetle um, carapace. Oh, it's like, you know, um, Samus's ship from Metroid, right? It has yes. like, a kind of like beetle uh, vibe to it. It's like all chitin. <laughs> it's like really def- yeah. defensible. I like this. I, I was going to go the, um, the, the, the thing you play as in the game Thumper. Mm. That's oh, sort of metallic shit. beetle thing. That's even better. Yo, yeah. I, I'm not familiar with this game. It's a music rhythm game on like on a track, but it's mildly horrific. It's great. The I, I love it's it's described as a rhythm violence game, <laughs> um, which is just which I I I, I it totally tracks 
You arc? Yeah. Yeah, this, this whole arc has a thumper vibe, I feel like. We're in just like this dark, scary fucking <laughs> tunnel all the time. Not, not, yeah, I'm just hearing the music from Thumper in my head this whole time. This is good. Wonderful. Um, so, yeah, you two are able to uh, to suit up, gear up, uh, get get yourselves completely and utterly ready to uh, to storm this place. Um, you at le- you have an idea of where the thing you're heading for is, uh, so you can, if if you want if you want to just start heading there without the rest of the party, you two are in a position to do that. Mm, yeah, I think we should cut back to the others and see what they're up to, and then we'll see if it dovetails. Yeah. Uh, so Buford, you, uh, knocked out this werewolf and you're just, you're just sprinting back to, uh, to where Max is, correct? Yes. Yeah. And causing okay. as much collateral damage along the way as possible. <laughs> no, I, I love it. I think you, you have pretty successfully, uh, caused a lot of damage on your way back and you make it back to Max. Uh, let, well, let's get one more round of Max, uh, fighting. Uh, a, cu- a couple more of these things start showing up, but like... Definitely not as many. It seems like maybe there's something else that they're having to deal with. You know, maybe maybe other things for them to fix, perhaps. Hmm. Hmm. So you got maybe four of the, four of them left trying to fix this uh, lighting panel, but really, really not many. Yeah, uh, I guess Max is going to interpose themselves between the new coming gazers in the panel while just taking pot shots at the remaining gazers that are on the panel currently. We'll we'll run with that for mm. now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's see, shot number one, 25. That's going to hit. So that first one's taking 15 damage. Next you, one is you've fi- popped another. And 15 on the second attack. That's going to hit. 16, so. You have, you've, you've popped another couple of them. Like, you are really thinning this herd out. Uh... Oh, and that's and then uh, and Max just sort of braces themselves for the other gazers who hopefully run into them and take some damage in the recoil. Wonderful. Um, yeah, I think these other couple of gazers are going to make physical contact with you to try and get to the panel they're they're, they're trying to fix. So if you want to roll that revenge damage, oh, uh, it's just if they if they hit Max with anything, twenty five damage. Um, <laughs> oh, it's just straight damage. Okay, yeah, these 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 things try and push you out the way of the panel and just explode into shards of ice. Uh, and Buford has made it back to you. Uh, you are you are both back in this room. There is n- there is very little light, but uh, <laughs> was Buford just like sucked in a straight line in the opposite direction? So Max just saw him <laughs> run down a hallway and obliterate a werewolf before continuing running straight at him. <laughs> Adam, I I think there were a couple of corners in between. Okay. <laughs> I, you you turn a corner and see Max. Max has their gun trained on you because you're you're someone different. You like Buford went that way. And you're coming from a different way. So it takes a moment for Max to realize, oh, wait, that clunking sound is Buford. That's not a werewolf sound. I, I think during the montage of Buford running back, there's a part where he like runs by the camera and then comes back into frame for a sec just to push something over. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Um, so, yeah, you, you don't have a guarantee that like more of these things won't at some point come and try and fix like do do repairs on this but it does seem like you've caused enough damage that they're gonna be a little busy for a while 
It's not just going to be all the lights are turned back on instantly and you're back mm. to square one. If Buford can re-damage the panel in the way that he knew how to do before, he's going to do so. Yep. Uh, I, I think that's totally doable. I think you can get it back to that state of currently all the lights are out yeah. and, uh, and damaged. And is there any, like, non-critical system he could fuck up through here? To like add in an extra layer of you're gonna you have stuff to work on. What? You, tell me what you're thinking. What? What would you think a good fit for that? Okay. Um. Gazers. Uh, so all of these are flying creatures, right? Uh, they they have an yes. innate ability to to fly around, but they're probably still used to having gravity. Oh no. What if I fuck up the artificial gravity? <laughs> Oh, if you want to fuck up the ship's gravity, I I love this. Go ahead. Yeah, I really want to fuck up the artificial gravity. <laughs> Can I say HBO adaptation where there's a montage of werewolves floating through the station set to like Swan Lake or something? Some kind of like <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> piece. I don't know why I went the opposite direction and I was like that uh, that very sad cover of Mad World. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's that's too evocative. It's supposed to be like kind of silly to see all these big dogs like struggling to kick through the air, <laughs> bouncing off of gazers the entire time. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, so just as a reminder, you, the lights are all off, and Wendy cannot see, and also Max cannot see. Uh, can Cortazar see in the dark? That's a great question. I did say in my message, Cortazar bring night vision goggles. I don't know if you care about that, but I will see. Oh. Uh, that's fine. I, I I forgot that was a thing. Cortazar can totally have brought night vision goggles. Are we talking just Are we talking just pairs for the two of you, or are you bringing extras for when you catch back up with Max and uh, and Buford? I think he. I think don't think Cortazar would carry any, but his, uh, those in the size of her of Wendy and himself. So <laughs> I think that's just yep. us. Okay, Wendy, you can see in the dark, uh, so this is no problem. But uh, yeah, Max. Max, you are you are going to be very reliant on Buford just like essentially holding mm. hand and leading you along yeah. for the for the moment. I, I can give uh, Max like a gl- glowing rock essentially to illuminate like a ten foot space around him. You making a little nightlight to carry I, around. I, I, I just like the idea of like Max going to like a like a Leon Kennedy esque like pistol and flashlight combo. Like I was anticipating one round of Max doing that while waiting for Buford to show up mm. and. Then, oh. In the dark. Oh, maybe if we're like turning off the gravity and only Buford can see the pair of them, Max is like jumping onto Buford's back as Buford is like scuttling around with his robot arm to drag him places. I love this very much. Uh, where are the two of you heading? Because you don't know where Wendy's gone. I would say we either are going to go back to where the back to where more uh mortis is or look for the other survivor like the, the dwarf yeah that's definitely an option B- buford's suggestion would probably be to go wherever go towards the explosive decompression because any any survivor would have probably been a dragged towards there uh. and b wendy was also probably dragged towards there right right as a yeah, yeah. If you want to start heading back towards uh, towards that entrance, along the way, you are going to start passing. Uh, you are going to start passing a bunch of unconscious, 
kind of werewolves kind of people. Like, it's, t- it's tough to see in the dark, unless, you know, you're the one with dark vision, but it seems like these are people who are starting to revert uh, back to their original forms. You've got gazers milling about trying to, well, bouncing off the walls ever so slightly, trying to uh, <laughs> get on onto the work they're meant to be doing and not doing a terribly effective job of it. Uh, Wendy and Cortazar, describe the moment that suddenly there is no gravity. <laughs> yeah, I think we're uh, kind of running down the hallway. I'm like, all right, so my, my buddies are going to try to save the survivors. Let's go for the head honcho, put a hole in his fucking iris. Um, and uh, Cortazar is like, you know, so he has a, a note sword we've established. He probably has a, a dessert sword, a dinner sword, <laughs> an appetizer sword, a lot of different swords going on. Um, in fact, I want to establish something about uh, Cortazar's look is that mantises come in a wide variety of colors. Like every uh, – there's there's like hundreds and hundreds of species in every hue of the rainbow. But I, I realized what I wanted to look like is to have uh, the coloration of like military camouflage because <laughs> he's part <laughs> part of this, oh. this fucking – Oh, I love this. Yes. The Mind Flayer program. If Cortazar has a dinner sword and a dessert sword – does that mean he's gonna like turn to someone and go like, "You're about to get four courses of violence"? <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm, I'm think I'm saying to him, uh, uh, "Hey, do you have any like uh, field med kits or anything? I'm feeling weird. I have some chills. Oh god, I hope I was a bit. Fuck, uh, Coco. I'm so freaked out by these fucking wolves. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Give me, give me a sec. Give me a sec. Let me, let me check you over. Let me check you over. Um. Uh, Cortazar's gonna give you give you a look over and go. Hmm. I mean, this it ain't great, but you didn't get bit. Don't worry about. Don't worry about that. You've you've got you've got space flu. It's fine. You've, you 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 got the chills. You're gonna have to like. We're gonna have to probably shut you in in the airlock for like four or five hours before we fly you back. But like you 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 should be okay. You should be fine. You're gonna feel you're gonna feel more rough as the day goes on. But like. It's it's not a bite. Don't worry. Oh, thank, thank the elder brain. I think I think the an immediate, immediately noticeable thing is instead of like trying to mask everything with humor, like she does to literally every other character, she just talks to Cortazar like a person, and she's just she's just like, every day I have to fight to control this magic raging through me. I can't do anything without magically getting the flu or setting someone on fire. I do not need another thing coursing through my blood, changing me without my permission i'm i'm cutting my arm off if i get bit oh my gosh she's like <laughs> yeah letting it all out yeah no it's no i i i i yeah uh, i get you uh transforming against your will is not fun we are already enough of a soup of things that an additional thing that you sometimes are against your consent does not seem fun uh, I, I get you. Um, yeah, this place is pretty fucking unsettling. Uh, good, good on you for st- sticking with it. I'd have, I'd have, I'd have probably been out of here a little quicker if I were you. I, I, it's, it's rough in here. Yeah, I have thought about bailing, but my buddy's mom might have been here. Mom is like an elder brain. Um, <laughs> I don't really know the difference. But th- thanks for showing up and helping me. I'm, I'm so glad I can always count on it. And then that's when the gravity goes off and we slam into the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Is this... Is this... Is this not... 
is is this the kind of thing your buddies are up to? Is this their kind of deal? Did they, did they do this? They must have had a reason. There's one guy, he's mostly robot at this point, but he's probably doing some kind of, some silly robot plan. You should see him punch werewolves. It's hilarious. <laughs> I... I, I would very much like to see that. I'd like to see someone punch a werewolf. So, yeah, Wendy can fly through the no-gravity. Cortazar probably has to, like, crawl on the walls with his mantis scythe arms. That actually is sick. It's a sick visual, frankly. A, a literal necromorph. You, you know how people who are, like, climbing rock faces will have those sort of, like, um almost, like, pickaxe things that they, like, hook into the rock and pull themselves along? Oh, yeah. I'm picturing that, but with, with swords, just, like, sword, sword, pull, like, as anchor points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the thing is, yeah, she's saying, like, oh, I have to protect Max, uh, Maxie Max's mom, and uh, you should see Gub Gub fight, he's so badass. Wendy is just, like, doing all of the praise and, like, seriousness that she never does to them. She never tells them to their face that she appreciates and likes them, but <laughs> she's just saying all of this to Cortazar straight up with no irony or deflection. But then when she yeah. runs into them, she's going to be like, how's your smelly butt? <laughs> <laughs> Idiots. <Yeah. laughs> Look, it's, you've just got to hope that Cortazar doesn't turn around and go, oh, so this is the two you were being so complimentary of while, while we were traveling. Oh, this is them, is it? I don't know what you're talking about. Get in the airlock. <laughs> <laughs> this will be after Max accidentally shoots Cortazar, you know. Um. Buford, before cutting the gravity, had turned to the camera and said, in time for one of my wacky robot plans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely. Uh, Cutting back to the other team for a moment, um, you are working your way back towards the uh, the entrance to the space station. Um, give me... what's it gonna be? Does, does my climb speed help at all for the scuffling? Uh, I, I, I think you are scuffling relatively well. Yeah! <laughs> I, I think you've got enough additional weight that that sort of counters some of the lack of gravity. Mm -hmm. I would also uh, suggest uh, Max possibly invoking another use of those spectral wings to help uh, pivot and pilot <laughs> Buford at times. Sounds like a great plan to me. Um, <laughs> I want to see an investigation check from you both. Before uh, before Buford rolls the investigation check, he's gonna say to Max, uh, "You know, I this is the second time I've done something like this. I gotta tell you, I like zero gravity night raids." <laughs> Twenty five. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Um, as you are going down one of these corridors, you hear from behind uh, one of the doors. Um, it sounds like someone trying to pile things up against a door. Hmm. Like you're hearing like a table very slowly being like pushed a little bit, a little bit. Mm hmm. Buford will uh, go up to the door or, or scuttle over to the door and yell, uh, "Hey, you, uh, you, this dwarf we're looking for." Depends. Are you... Are you werewolves? No, I'm a cyborg. Completely different. No, we were, we were sent over by... Uh, what was it? Mortis? I think Mortis was asking for us to look for... Uh, for you to, to get some help about the situation. Oh. 
Oh god. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank thank you someone showing up. Um hi. Hi. Sorry. I was trying to block people from coming in, but the things in here are very big and heavy and were taking a while. Hi. Um I I I'm I'm Maya. Hi. Um Ah, everything's terrible. I've been hid in a sh I've I've been hid in a box. I've been hid in a box for like three hours. I've been in a shipping container before. I know what that's like. Uh, okay. It's not good, right? Well, actually, I quite enjoy it personally, but that's just me. Oh. <laughs> well, were there were there werewolves outside the box at the time? No, just pirates. Yeah. Now, see, pirates fine. Werewolves worse. It's a bad time when there's werewolves outside the box. Yeah, quite frankly, I was the werewolf to them in that scenario. Uh, anyway, uh, your friend needs help to really expedite this sort of werewolf cure you guys are working on. Uh, how far are we from that, like, safe room? Uh, not that far. Like, you you could probably, a, a couple of minutes of sprinting, you could get there. <laughs> a couple of minutes of zero grav wall scuttling. Yeah, maybe a little longer in zero gravity wall scuttling. In a in a regular scenario, like you you mm -hmm. could you could sprint and be there in like under the length of a radio friendly pop song. All right, uh, <laughs> we, you're gonna have to come out here, hop on my back. And I'm gonna d dump you into that uh, room with your friend there. Huh. So I just like climb on top of the 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 winged one on top of the machine. Okay, this is one of the cooler ways I've traveled. Hell yeah! And she starts trying to climb on. Thank you for riding the Buford Express. <laughs> He's gonna scuttle down the hallway. Oh, um, the way I'm the way I'm picturing this is like you've you've formed several layers of like a Megazord. You've 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 Voltroned a little bit. You're just like yeah, a little a tower of things. On we go. Oh wait, I, it's the Mecha Shiva from Venture Brothers. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you are able to get back to the uh, the 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 room that you were previously uh, previously vaulted yourselves in. Uh, it is shut tight, but if you want to give a bang on the door and make it clear that it's you and not werewolves, <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll do that classic like dun 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 knock. Ah, werewolves famously allergic to uh, to that particular knock. <laughs> um, the 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 door sort of gives a a, a solid clunk uh, and starts to open. Uh, it's pitch black in here. Uh, it is it is completely uh, in the dark. Um, and Mort goes, "Oh, thank thank you. I'm glad you're back." Um, uh, okay. Um, I'm glad you found Maya. I haven't made much progress on the cure. You did turn out all of the lights. Well, that also meant less werewolves, so... It did, but also I was in a room where there was very little werewolves going on. And I can't really see. <laughs> okay, I, I will, I will use another magical tinkering to make another magical shining piece of trash for them. Oh, thank you, thank you. We will, I guess, huddle around this and do our work. Uh, we'll we'll get on it. <laughs> also, I, I I think we might have figured out why the lights were coming back on um, after they were turned off and such from before. Yeah, yeah. What's 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 up? What's up? 
Well, well, well. Good news. It wasn't my idea that the ship was a werewolf. It's it's um, it it the it appears that there are well, uh, gazers coming from somewhere, and they deploy out automatically to repair the ship to ensure that the lights stay on to keep the werewolves well, you know, uh, uh, transformed. Okay, so not a werewolf station. No, but the beholder interference is very likely, if not certain. You said that uh, Max's mom repelled a beholder attack before. Did they actually, like, kill the leading beholder? What do you know about that? I I mean, we we didn't see a beholder. We, we got swarmed with uncountable numbers of um of the the little the the, the gazers the little the little eye, the little eyeball things there was so many of them like it it was like an ocean of them swarming swarming in and we we fought them off we we thought we'd gotten them all and we went a while without without getting attacked by them again, so we thought we were done. Uh, it's like a space cockroach infestation. You just get, you treated the symptom, not the source. Mm. <sighs> okay, okay, okay. Well, I have a feeling that Wendy's backup has arrived. That's what caused the bit of a the jostling of the station earlier, almost certainly. Um, so we're probably going to try to meet up with them and see if we can find the source of this uh, gazer problem. Uh, B- Buford will suggest, hey, uh, since you're, you're working on the cure here or whatever, could, here's a suggestion. Could you maybe make it instead of a permanent cure? You just retain the ability to use your mind? I, I mean... Look, in theory, yes, but also we've put about eight years of work into trying to do one kind of cure, and I feel like our time today is probably best spent trying to get over the hurdle on that one rather than starting from scratch on a new concept while working by glowing trash light. Sometimes when you got a bad horse, you got to switch, switch, uh, switch stables, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, just throwing that out there. Look, look, if you wanna if you wanna start working on a second concurrent cure, cool. We have a piece of glowing trash by which to complete eight years of dedicated day in, day out research in like the next few hours, so That's just crunching the tech industry, ain't it? <laughs> for closes the door. Uh, just just for reference, the the one werewolf you had shut in a tank uh, has reverted back to being a um uh, just, just, just a, just a, na- there's just a naked human in there. Great, now we're, now we have to go for the R rating. Look what you've done. You've added nudity to the show. Okay, fine. They're still wearing their latex, uh, their latex shorts that were stretchy enough to expand to werewolf proportions and then return to normal. Yeah, as if people don't already want to fuck werewolves. Like, what are you talking about? The werewolves were already naked. <laughs> no, Laura, have the strength of your conviction. The whole hog is out there. <laughs> Fine. There's a bit. They're, they're, they're naked in this. Oh, it's a big one. Anyway, we move on. 
Um, that that is the one part that hasn't transformed back. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no. I did this to myself. Uh, you did. You, you, want, you, you ran right headfirst into that. I played there, chicken so. with Dan and he did not blink. Dan yeah. never blinks. What are you talking about? Uh, so Wendy and Cortazar uh, start getting further up toward the top of the ship and Initially, when you sort of, uh, there was that explosive decompression of the station, a good chunk of these uh, gazers were sucked out, and for a while it seemed like, oh yeah, yeah, we've not really seen them for a little bit. They're starting to build back up in number, like it's not taking too long before a steady flow of them starts to uh, be going sort of counter to the direction you're going again. Um, oh no, they're building back better. Joe, I, no. <laughs> I can I cannot fight another Joe Biden. I can't do it. <laughs> I I wonder if the, this is like an un like a coma ridden beholder. If they have to be sleeping to make these guys, like it's pumping them out. Yeah, she, I think Wendy says. If if slamming the thumper into the space station didn't wake this fool up, I don't know if it's going to wake up at all. It might be pretty easy if we get there and they're snoozing. And we just throw them into the black hole. Do you, do you reckon we can maybe get away with just, like, asking the scientists to hold on, like, real tight to something and then, like, have, like, a protocol where every 20 minutes the, the, the doors open and just, like, vent out the next <laughs> batch of gazers? Do you reckon they'll get on board with that? I think that's probably too much. These these scientists types are very sensitive. They when you rattle like what if what if we tell them it's like an experiment? It's like we're testing the G forces of suck on them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're just these two these two fucking military people talking about scientists like they're a- animals in a zoo. Yeah. Just like we can't rattle their enclosure too much; they'll get agitated. <laughs> yeah, <And> scientists <laughs> infinitely weak to getting uh, like infamously weak uh, to being sucked. <laughs> we, we tap the tank too hard. We tap the tank too hard as it is. We don't want to keep on rustling their jimmies. Yeah, I have my uh, cloak of elven kind and Thrycreen have a natural ability called Chameleon Carapace, uh, which yeah, is they a, do. an advantage on stealth. So I want us to roll up yeah. on this dreaming beholder as silently as possible. Uh, I think we can get the drop on it pretty good. Uh, yeah, give me your uh, give me a stealth. 25. 25. Uh, 12? I mean, look, Cortazar is still dealing with uh, gravity not being quite correct, and the uh, the, the swords being stuck in the, the ground to pull along is not the stealthiest thing in the world, but uh, you don't have to be that stealthy. Uh, you've, you've sort of correctly surmised that... Uh, as you sort of start rounding the corner here, there is a pretty large sleeping beholder uh, sort of nestled up in uh, a ceiling, sort of way up in the top of this station. And every sort of... Uh, as, as, it, as it sleeps, it takes like a deep breath in, and then with every breath out, it seems to almost exhale like a mouthful of gazers. Like, it is just... <sighs> in the cartoon it would be the sort of the every time the sort of zeds start coming out the mouth there's sort of me 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 but every every one of the me 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 me's is another gazer just sort of 
Wow. Drifting out. D- does uh, it have a nightcap on? <laughs> <laughs> it does not have a nightcap on, unfortunately. Well, I was going to say, that's really efficient. It's getting like seven gazers on each snore. Right. Wow. That's, that's pretty That's pretty good pumping out speed. Does it have the big uh-huh. snot bubble like that's growing with every big breath? That's, that's a Oh yeah, garbage. of course. And every time it pops, like a bunch of uh, gazers spill out of the popped bubble. It, it has a big key ring, and behind it, in a cage, is a, a prisoner with a, a ball and chain around its ankle. I uh, Wendy slips quarters are like a five dollar bill. It's like because she bet on honk shoe honk shoe, but it's a me 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 situation. <laughs> <laughs> At uh, least, at least it wasn't the far inferior. Yeah, you know, you hate to see that. Uh, can yeah. I roll uh, something to know about this beholder specifically? We talked last time about there being uh, a famous beholder who hates Illithid, yeah. who, who might have sabotaged the peace talks. Yeah, I, I, uh, I feel like religion might be the thing here. Hell yeah, Wendy's never been to church. Minus one, ten. Okay, um. For a 10, what you get is, you don't think this is the the famous beholder that you'd heard of. This, this, there, there is something about this beholder that doesn't seem quite right. They are, beholders are not known for wanting to be around people for long amounts of time. They are not known for enjoying, uh, like, they're not known for sleeping this long. There's something that's up with this beholder. Like, this is not, ha ha ha, I'm doing my big evil plan. This is, there's so, there's something just a bit uncanny happening. Ooh. Can I say, Laura, I'm intrigued. Can I say it? I'm, 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 I'm glad you're intrigued. I've, 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 been, I've been working on my, I've been, I've been working on my little narrative here. I've, I've, got, I've, got, I've got a little story going. I'm sensing a puzzle. <laughs> but yeah, because I was thinking we'd just roll up on this fool and stab him, but now I'm like, ah, the mystery thickens. Ah, there's the the plot, it's gooey, and <laughs> I don't know what I should do. Do we want to leave uh, Cortazar and Wendy with the sleeping beholder and come back? Yeah, I mean, I currently think we're just trying to like meet up with Wendy and Cortazar that we don't know is there at this point. Um, so I, I, I got nothing for this second at the very least. Yeah. My instinct, I guess, is to roll medicine to see what's wrong with it. If it has been put, uh, put into a coma, if there's like some kind of spell that's kind of cast on it or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Give me, give me some, give me some medicine. It's, it's got a giant bump on the noggin. <laughs> a big cartoon lump. Uh, four. No, that's nothing. Um, looks real sleepy. Yeah. Um. <laughs> hmm. Ooh, a big I, I can make. I can make a suggestion. Uh. So, you have a sleeping beholder. It is objectively a threat. You don't know what's happening to it. While it is asleep, this could be a good time to maybe, I don't know, cut off a tentacle? Cut off one of those eye stalks? Oh, boy. That's certainly what she was thinking before she came in the room. Now she's thinking maybe this is actually a good source of intel against the beholder behind the scenes. Oh, my God, I know. We're taking this fool. Back to the Rizubian. Oh, oh yeah, that that I've still oh, no. I was believing that from the start. But <laughs> just we just we just yeah we're space lifting. We're just gonna put it in a little box and drag it in behind the, <laughs> the Tully. 
Okay, so you're going to attempt to just, like, go pick this beholder up and start dragging it toward the Resuvian. Is that about right? I was thinking, yeah, we tried to basically push it like a big ball. If it, if it won't, Ooh, also, I'm wearing this cloak that can see into their timelines. I imagine if you look at Wendy, what you see is a timeline where this... Um, this space station is full soup to nuts with gazers, like wall to ceiling gazers. Like, uh, like it's just full of like, it's been drowned in an ocean of gazers. That's just, that's the image I want. And then we start like trying to push it back out, you know, the way we came. Okay. As you and uh, Cortazar go to start trying to like make contact with this beholder to start rolling it, a huge wall of gazers swarms in and forms like a wall between you and it uh, and starts surrounding the beholder on all sides. There is just this very large wall starting to form, swarming around it and keeping you from physically making contact. This swarm does not seem happy. (laughs) 